Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by CantonRep.com. I'm Cliff Hickman, and I'm here with Peter Holland, Jr. Peter, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, Chris? Oh, we're doing great. We're starting to head down the final stretch of the regular season of the high school football season, and we're into week nine with uh, a series of unique matchups and uh, also some unique absences. I think Maslin has a bye this week, Peter. Yes, they do. They having this little, what do you call it, a junior varsity showcase on Friday. Um, so Maslin gets an off week. So it's they got a couple. So they got another week to prepare before the big McKinley game. So that's gonna be exciting to watch. Speaking of McKinley, they're in action in one of our featured games. They are at Glen Oak this week. The big story with this one, Nino Hill just needs 29 yards to reach 1,000 on the season. He's only started six games, Peter. That's incredible. That's We've been praising Nino Hill a lot uh, just ever since he stepped on the scene. Um, just to reach almost 1,000. Just 20 yards away, which he's definitely going to hit easily. Can you just imagine if he played all? I just asked you how much, how much he would have played all, all 10 games. He probably would have reached 1500 at least. That's how impressive he's been. And he's only a sophomore. Um, he also got to get right to the offensive line as well. I don't know if we done that or not because McKinley's big up front as well. Um, creating holes. Um, for for um, Nino, so we definitely don't want to um, ignore that. That is more than just the running backs up, but the offensive line. So McKinley's running game has been incredible. McKinley in general just continuing to get rolling, and um, we'll see if they got Glenn going against um at Glen Oak, and um, Glen Oak got a good good um running game by committee themselves with um Afonte Burt and his and his offensive line unit. So we're going to see a battle of two, two top, two of the top running backs in our county. So I'm definitely excited to see that. Yes, it's kind of also a game of streaks. McKinley on a four-game winning streak overall after starting the, the season with four straight losses. And they've also won five straight games against Glen Oak, and they lead the all-time series 36-12, to 12, Peter. Well, we there's no question that McKinley always going to have the talent. Um, so I don't know if I expect any kind of upsets. You know, sometimes streaks are meant to be broken. So it wouldn't surprise me if Glenno somehow makes it a really competitive game. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think Ken McKinley is just a better team all around. Yes, uh, McKinley or excuse me, Glenno does have some. Uh, great athletes. They've got Avante Burt and Adrian Burt. Uh, both of those guys can really, really move when they have the ball in their hands. So it's not exactly a gimme for McKinley this week heading into Maslin. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you, ne- you never want to expect to be an, an easy road, especially what McKinley has to go through starting out zero four. So. They can't take any teams likely after what they have gone through. So 
will definitely see for sure. Glenov is definitely going to get them the run for money. It's, it, this will be a perfect, perfect um, shape up before they play a um, masslet. So definitely excited to see what McKinney and Glenov can do. And looking at one of the other area matchups we'll be keeping an eye on, we've got Green at North Canton Hoover. And this is a game definitely both teams are going to want. Last season, they battled in a regional quarterfinal. Green won that one 14-10. That snapped a seven-game losing streak. Green had to Hoover. Now, these are both much different teams. They've graduated a lot of those players. Yeah. Um, Green finally bounced back after their – after going through a three-game losing streak and um, beat Perry in a in a tight battle, so it's good to see that Green is starting to starting to get back on track um, for the couple more games and get back to 500. Um, they dealt with a lot of penalties, a lot of miscues, uh, <laughs> probably depending a lot depending a lot of with Robert Klockner and Zach um, Baglia being that. I was still kind of shocked to when you told me they only had one running back on their roster. It still kind of mind bottles me, but but they're but the way their offense is stacked up, it wouldn't really it really doesn't really matter that much. So so I won't hold that. But Green Green going against North Can North Can is uh, looking to they're looking to bounce back after after the loss to Lake. So the defense got to step up. Uh, you know, they can't be allowed this as many points. They're going against a green team that can score. So we'll see what um, Hoover can do and see if they can hang around um, hang around with, uh, with green. We should expect a high-scoring game with this one. Absolutely. Uh, Hoover's strength running the ball with uh, Carson Durland at quarterback and running back Luke Groge. The Bulldogs' defense has struggled stopping the run this season. On the other side, You've got to stop the wide receivers for Green, Zach Bagley. You mentioned him. He's coming off a 200-plus yard performance. He's already got 1,082 yards receiving and 11 touchdowns. So I think you hit the nail on the head. There's probably going to be a lot of points uh, coming off the board on this one. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And we'll see. This could be um, one of those momentums for um, for either team before, between now and the, fi- the final week of the season and the playoff, playoffs. So this is at a point where these guys are fighting for a high seed, which I assume because I'm still figuring out the whole or how playoff system works. I've been looking at scenarios and whatever. Um, Green and Hoover are definitely good, definitely focus on getting a higher C, which could help at least get them some home field advantage. Yeah, they recently expanded the playoffs, and in some of these cases, everybody gets in, and then other cases, things are a little bit more competitive in those regions. So, yeah, going into week nine, it's going to be interesting to see how these things look. And speaking of uh, games with big implications, we got Lake at Perry, the Blue Streaks have won seven games for the first time since 2010, and they can get a share of their first Federal League title since 1998 by defeating Perry and Green. They need to get both of those wins to uh, earn a share, but 
really good season for Lake this far. Uh, Matt Solberger averaging 131 yards rushing the last three games. Perry, of course, with DeAndre Church has a great rushing game. So there there might be some yards on the ground, and this could end up being a very quick game with the way these two teams like to run the ball. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a battle of clock management. It's just from the way those two look. Two teams love to run the football. Um, but Lake, you can see, I think what I also we know is that Lake is fully healthy now. We've got a lot of their guys just dealing with some, some dealing with regular injuries and they get most of their guys back. And I think what's also was pretty cool with Dan DeGeorge is he's going back to his two quarterback system now that he got, um, Kale Jarvis back. And so I expect to see Will Butler and Kale Jarvis on the same on the same field again. So that's something to do um, look out as well. Yeah, definitely makes them tough to prepare for when both of those quarterbacks are playing. And uh, speaking of good quarterbacks, how about this one? Central Catholic at Jackson this week. Jack Talkington, obviously the the uh, the guy everybody focuses on for the Crusaders. And, uh, the polar bears have had, they're four and four. They've had some really good performances and they've had some, uh, tougher performances this season. I really like, uh, running back Jason Davide for Jackson. He is, uh, he is a force between the tackles and Jack Talkington. That's a, he's a quarterback, but that's a, that's a big man at uh, six foot three that, that can run with the ball in the open field. Yeah, that's actually the game that I will be this Friday. Central Catholic versus Jackson. So I'm definitely excited for that. Uh, I've been following Jack Talkington throughout the offseason, um, seeing how he's been building momentum with his recruiting. Uh, he's been getting some, um, notable offers from D2 schools to University of Dayton. And this could be definitely another good, um, uh, a big performance for Jack Conkton being a guy who has to carry the team on his back. But you also can see a lot of guys that has been supporting him, like Dan Boron. Dan Boron has really stepped up as being that go-to receiver for Talkington. And then add a little, add more, more running game with senior Alex Anderson as well. So it's good to see that Jack Talkington is getting some support. Uh, man, make and and it's good to see that um that's where the where the central Catholics are. While for Jackson, um, just like you said, um, uh, Jason, De, how you say his name? Davide. That's how you say it. Davide. Yes. Davide. Yeah, uh... I I, I got to work on that. My apologize to the parents, but um, yeah, another stellar stellar performance from him last week. Rushed for 137 yards. Um, just continued to put out incredible numbers. Um, along with that, they got a strong offensive line themselves, like Colin Arnold and them guys. So this definitely going to be a, a physical game, I expect, from both sides. And it was definitely going to come down to who is the more physical on the team. So I'm looking forward to covering that game, and let's see who's going to come up on top. This is another a game where one of them are trying to get a higher seed. So very important game between now and next week as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Jackson does at quarterback. They've started uh, Joe Lotterulo for the last six games, but freshman Lucas Eckerman, he came in last week and was 14 of 16 passing in the second half. 
and had some really nice running plays. So it's going to be interesting to see if we see a little bit more of Lucas Eckerman this week. Yeah, that's probably going to be the story if um, Jackson do pull out the win because they've been utilizing all three of their quarterbacks in different ways. You know, it's very interesting with um, freshman Lucas Eckerman, um, Jay Lotterulo, and, um, man, they – they just been rotating these the all three of their quarterbacks and it's crazy. So um definitely look and see how um Jay Roy wanna utilize him. I think I think he's just I think he's definitely looking at the future of what Jackson will look like. And he does, I don't think he doesn't feel really more wasn't really confident to see who he's even want as their full time starter. I think he's continuing to see um you can pretty much see how those two are are continuing to um, um, make their case for because they're both young and they both got futures ahead of them. So I think that's what we're seeing with um, Jay Roar. And uh, the last of our featured games, we're looking to the Eastern Buckeye Conference. It's West Branch at Carrollton. I saw West Branch with their dramatic uh, – Win over Alliance in the final seconds, and I got to tell you, Drew DeShields is uh, he's the real deal. He's a really impressive player. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Cliff. If if I get a say of who should be Mister Ohio, Mister Ohio football, it, I don't see why you can't put Drew DeShields in there. This guy just does it all. He. He's just been incredible. The, the fact that he has a, he was been battling with an injury during the week and fought through it, that's a tough that's a tough guy. So yeah, Drew DeShields has just been we we keep we continue to praise him of all the things he's done for West Branch, and um, and it's also great to see that that um, West Branch West Branch is continuing to have guys around him getting getting all the weapons to support Drew. Um, like, um, Joey Jackson, he has 622 yards. Christian Martigue, um, 559. Anthony Perry, 452. Michael Kanagi, 413. Um, they got a really good running back and sophomore, uh, just all around, um, and Mac Mullick. So, so it's great to see that, that Drew DeShield doesn't have to do too much, but it's still the offense is revolved around him and, it's just remarkable to, to see how he continues to grow as a quarterback. And I, if if he if we if we would um have a, I'm sure we'll do like awards for like Star County Player of the Year. Um, Drew DeShields, man, definitely guy, definitely worth mentioning. Yeah, I was really impressed with him last week, and it's not just the numbers. That was he was going up against a tough Alliance defense. He got you know, yeah. hobbled a little bit early because they were coming after him. The player that he kind of reminds me of, and this kind of hurts to mention is a, is a Browns fan, but I see a lot of shades of Ben Roethlisberger as far as when mm. I look at the style of Drew DeShields. He's a guy that if you don't hit him hard enough, he can spin out and make a throw He's strong enough to continue to move his arm forward, and he was completing passes 
you know, while being tackled in some cases, and it's a fine line because, you know, it's a fine line between roughing the quarterback, but also if you don't put enough contact on him, he's that guy that can really, really make you pay for it. And that was kind of the, the thing with uh, Roethlisberger watching him. And as far as the toughness also kind of reminds me of, of Roethlisberger, the ability to play with injuries, the mobility. I, I just see a lot of that type of player. I'm not, you know, that that would be my comparison if you're looking for a guy whose game kind of matches up with him. And he's just, I mean, he's a, he's impressive to watch. Some of those throws he was making while being tackled. I'm, you know, everyone in the press box thought he was going to be stopped and, the ball somehow got out of there and hit his receiver in the chest. It was on the mark, too. So, I mean, I was just really impressed with him. You compare him to Big Ben. That's an interesting, interesting comparison. If I were compare to a, an NFL quarterback in the league now, I mean, it might maybe it might be a stretch. Maybe it might be not so much of a stretch. But what about Josh Allen? I think he has Josh Allen, like, in him just because of, like you said, man, Excellent runner, out, good arm. He can pretty much do it all, dual threat, and making yards after contact. That's what Josh Allen is definitely good because he's like a he's really like a defensive fan playing quarterback, and is you're not going to tackle with just one guy. I see that in in um, Drew Dishy as well. He got Josh Allen vibes to me. Yeah, that's another player that certainly matches up well with. What he does, it's, I'm going to be real interested to see what he does at Eastern Illinois as a college player because there's a lot of guys that, you know, put up numbers. It's just when you watch him, you just see, though, that he is, you know, it's it's more than numbers. He's, he, he's pretty special. And uh, speaking of special, Carrollton, Chase Holstrom, he did it. He's a 5,000-yard career rusher. He is uh, 5,081 career rushing yards heading into this game. He's got 1,300 yards on the season and 17 touchdowns. Uh, the big story for Carrollton, though, they've lost 11 consecutive games to West Branch dating back to 2010. So they're hoping to snap a long losing streak to West Branch. Sure, sure. Uh yeah, first of all, congratulate definitely congratulations to uh Chase Olstrom. You know, not many that's a major accomplishment for a high school player like him, Stature. Um not many people not many players can say that they have a five thousand rushing yards in career. That's that's that says a lot about a player in his stature and um his work ethic and being the face of that team. Um so with that and um Carrollton you know, it's just like I mentioned with um, um, earlier that streaks are meant to be broken. You know, maybe this could be the year for Carrollton could take down West Branch. You know, they got enough key components. They're tough defensively. So it so it will definitely be something to um, pay pay attention as well. They're at home, so that also helps as, help as well. And this could also be help with um, Styles points too. So taking down – got. A team like West Branch could definitely, definitely, um, definitely would be a huge momentum for Carrollton. Yeah, that's going to be just a, a great game. Carrollton's a unique place to play. I've covered a game there before. There's, there's kind of uh, not many fields like that one in the area. It's, uh, 
it, it's definitely a, a different kind of setup. So they, I think they do have a, a true home field advantage there. So that's going to be interesting. And I think that pretty much covers the, uh, the, the featured games for week nine here, Peter. Any thoughts as we head down the stretch here in the regular season? I'm just ready for the playoffs, man. I can't wait to experience that. Um, so, but at the same time, I'm also excited for next week when it's McKinley Maslin rivalry. Um, that's, I think that'll be the, I'll probably be covering that. Um, and I didn't realize how, I know it was a big deal, but I didn't realize it's that a big, big deal that you will have like a parade that is based upon being McKinley. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's oh. like, I didn't realize they have events prior to the game. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so. yeah, it's incredible. Even talking to guys, you know, players that were going into the high school Hall of Fame or awards over the years from years past, I remember one one Maslin coach, he may have been an assistant maybe from the 70s or 60s, he was saying they used to have to put the players up in hotel rooms the night before to minimize the distractions. Uh, there's a lot of events a lot of things that go on and it's, uh, it really, the, the two communities really make this a special thing for the kids. They really do. Right. You know, definitely excited to see the um, experience that, you know, something about a rivalry that is one of the top high school rivalries in the state. And, um, and I also saw that Nate Moore and Antonio Hall are going to be guests at the lunch, the Hall of Fame luncheon. So if I maybe I might get a chance to go there and get a chance to talk to both of them about rivalry week. So um so definitely keep my eyes on that for um, next week. Oh yeah, they have so many great events. It's it's a really special week for the entire area. Is there's very few high school events like this in the country and I'm sure we're going to be talking a, a lot about that next week and that's a conversation I'm really looking forward to. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks as always for joining us, Peter. And this has been Cliff Hickman and Peter Holland for the Friday Night Ohio podcast. We will talk to you soon.